0: All right. Well, welcome to episode 13 of Gears and Beers, everyone. Uh, Tonight we'll be talking about the perfect AR barrel length, how the shortage has affected us and what we can do about it, and switching to Appendix Carry. Our very professional panel, and very knowledgeable (laughs) panel, might I say, is made up tonight of Sam, the owner and operator of ShyWorks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator, And young Herbert the pervert, Mister Andrew Johnson here. Uh, (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, Before we start, (laughs) before we start here, I just want to do a little bit of a shameless plug here. Some of you, if you're new here, some of you might not know that I am a I'm a photographer, and I just got this new stuff. I have having it printed on aluminum, and it's just freaking badass. Know how great, I and mean, look at how shiny that shit is! Isn't that
1: fucking cool?
0: I think that's freaking cool, and I'm just pretty stoked about that shit. That I think, think it's pretty, pretty awesome.
1: Cool.
2: Is that the size that you want to sell me, box?
0: No, this is much smaller. Uh, yours is what? Did I, what did I tell you? 15, like fi- 15 by thirty, I think. No, this is like twelve. Yeah, this is like, like twelve by twenty-four or something. Ah. Uh, but anyways, let's, no, let's not jump into it. How are you
1: guys doing? I'm incredible. Absolutely incredible. Other than the, you know, severe sunburn and sunglasses line I got going on here. Oh, that does look good. And the blistering second degree burns I have on my arm from sunburn. Other than that. Fantastic.
0: I'm burnt in all the same places as you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know. Cliff, you know why we're al- always toadless. <laughs> um, box, did you press record? I did press record. Thank you.
2: Excellent, excellent. God. Well, uh, since you was asking, I am. I'm doing all right today. I've I've been running my ass off, so. Uh, I don't know. It's it's been a day. It's been a day. But I was at. Uh, unfortunately, I had to go to Walmart this morning um well, i was in lamar's anyway so i just stopped there but god it just pisses me off every single time i go there and These <laughs> jackasses it's like a cattle funnel i'm like oh my lord idiots idiots but i was there so i got some uh west o cocoa chocolate stout it says this is award winning it also says awesome beer
0: awesome water so what? We're gonna crack her open and see if it's worth a shit. Well, oh, Westo must also it <laughs> make it, talking about water at the Okaboji. Okay, yeah.
1: Mm, I'm thinking it sounds gotta, really if it ain't thick. good as beer. Maybe it's good as water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, is it Coors Light? Because it that also makes a good water. It's 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 strange. <laughs> like it tastes. It
2: tastes like it should be really heavy, but it's 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 not. It, it tastes yeah. like it should be really thick and heavy, but it's not. It's like thin like beer. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Uh uh three and a half out of five would
0: dry, would try again.
1: <laughs> Ain't bad.
0: It's probably a lot like this dragon smoke stuff that we talked about in the last episode. Probably is. It's yeah. okay. It's all
1: right. It's all right. James it pisses me off that you wear a mask Pussy well I can tell you one Thing I went through I went through Walmart today I had to pick up My wife and iron I picked up a couple groceries while I was there I didn't wear a mask
0: You don't have to No They say it's required, but they they won't do anything. There was three people at the front
1: of the store, and I walked right by them, and nobody said shit to me. Uh, (laughs) I I, just walked in and did my shit.
0: I wore mine in when I first went in there after they started requiring it, and then I I walked in there and there was a bunch of people without them, so I was like, "All right, fuck this," and just took it off. (laughs) All right, I do not worn one in there again.
1: No. Uh,
2: Paul says Paul says rough Saturday, Sam. Yes, it was. It was a rough Saturday. Um. Oh, yeah, you guys had a big
1: big going on.
2: Yeah, we had a freaking uh, barbecue. Well, kind of. I mean, a couple of hog confinements went up.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it was, a, it was I, a doozy. You know, I saw that on Siouxland Scanner on Facebook uh, when I got home Sunday. And I thought about calling you and asking if you were still full or... Because I <laughs> knew somebody was making pulled pork sandwiches at the end of the day
2: (laughs) actually we lucked out there was there was four buildings um each connected and one and two went up um and they were empty and three and four were full and we ended up saving saving those so good we lucked out there i was just praying on the way out there i'm like please don't be full of pigs because there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing you can do. There's not a damn thing. You can't let them out. You can't do. You you just totally hosed. So yeah, yeah. I was lucky it turned, or I was happy it turned out the way it did.
1: That is a good thing. Okay. You know? Well,
0: yeah. how about we steer this back in the direction of the of gears tonight? I've been thinking lately. My first AR build, I've never really been happy with it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I built it. So it all the I mean I bought good parts for it, but I didn't know what I was doing with those parts. So it's not the rifle that I want or will ever need. It's carbine a sixteen inch carbine length fucking barrel for some reason I don't know why, but and it's got what like a ten inch handguard on it or something like that. Big ass ugly handguard on it. It's just gross. So I've been thinking I'm just gonna completely overhaul that son of a bitch, and it got me looking into barrel links, and I came across some videos. I think one of them by was by Garen Thumb, or however you say that like Garand. Garand.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, he turned me on to a 13.7, and I think I'm sold. I really want a 13.7-inch Sons of Liberty barrel, and I think yeah. that's the way I'm going to go.
1: I think... I really think anything... 13 and a half like so thirteen seven, which you can get from um sons of liberty and like the fourteen three and 14 and a half they're all i i think in that range that's kind of like the goldilocks zone for a, as far as a 223 anyways like thirteen seven to 14 and a half like I'm, personally i like 14 3 and fourteen three. those are like
0: and you know but- I,
1: in my opinion with a mid-length gas system on a on a thirteen seven to fourteen yeah, three, it's spot on.
0: Absolutely. And there's not that much really that much uh difference in velocity or anything between a fourteen five and a thirteen seven. Yeah. The only yeah. the only downside to a thirteen seven is you have to pin and weld your, your muzzle device on, which I don't really care yeah, about you know. that. I want to build well, a rifle. That's, I want that's to... the
1: exact same with a fourteen five though. Yeah, yeah. I well I you know, know.
0: A shorter barrel like that, I guess. Right, yeah. But it's a rifle I want to build to be a battle rifle, I guess. <laughs> Not re- I don't know how else to word it. Just a defense rifle rather than the other one yeah. that I have built for just for competition, which is super light and shit like that. I want to build a tough, can-do-anything kind of rifle, and I think 13.7 is the barrel length for that. What, what, what do you guys, what would your guys' perfect barrel length be?
2: Well, first off, I have two questions. Um, number one, why did, um, why are you so sold on 13 seven? What are the benefits of it that he, that he kind of sold you on just like cliff notes of those. And number two, why, why does it have to be, why, why do you have to pin and weld it? Why can't you just put a brace on it and, and call it good?
0: I don't want a brace on it. <laughs> That's why. What was your? Why f- not? I just don't like them. I'd rather. I no. I just. I want a well regular stock. old stock and collapsible stock on it. I've never really liked braces. I mean. Yeah. Why don't you just SBR it? Because that requires a tax stamp. Fair enough. <laughs> what was your, um, what was okay. your first question?
1: The uh, my, first my question first was. Yeah. Go on.
2: It was why, why, why did he sell you on thirteen seven? What's so, what's so wonderful about thirteen he... seven? It's just kind of a,
0: it's just kind of a do it all, length. I mean, it's this about the shortest you can get a barrel without SBR, SBR in it, or requiring a brace, obviously. But you can still kind of reach out. You, I mean, you can still reach out to distances further than I would ever need.
2: Uh, well, I'm confused here. Why you still if it's thirteen seven? Your anything under sixteen inches has to be either SBR or a pistol. No,
0: not if it's sixteen overall. Not if it's with the muzzle. Not if it's
1: pinned and welded. Yeah.
0: With the with the muzzle brake on there, with mine, I think it would end up being sixteen point two inches. Yeah, that's a long ass muzzle brake, though. That's what mine is right now. Yeah. Really? It's not that, yeah, I mean. That's what they are, man. pretty
1: common. Yeah. yeah. For So why the hell don't you, you just did go like a flash hider?
2: Why the hell don't you just go a 16 and freaking a short muzzle device and you got the benefits of a 16 with the same length?
1: because well, you're not you're not gonna not have really a, a muzzle device that's 0. 0.2 inches long <laughs> no shit you, know, just, so you, <laughs> so you have you're only gaining inch? yeah
2: but you're only gaining this much out of no. all that fucking around
1: no, no i'm not no, right because
0: right now it's things, eight so... it's 18 inches long it's about 18 mm-hmm. and a quarter inches long i'll be yeah, losing basically... two two inches
1: yeah you'll be losing 2.3 inches because you have the same muzzle device on a 16-inch barrel and a 13.7-inch barrel. If it's the same muzzle device, it's the same length. So you're literally losing 2.3 inches.
2: Three. Yeah, I guess there are muzzle devices that long. Most of the shit I have isn't. but I'll bet, all right, I'll bet they're real close. You just don't
0: think they are. But,
1: yeah, so it's just, first of all, the, the benefits would be it's lighter because there's less material. It's a shorter barrel. It's lighter. Easier to handle, easier to manipulate, a little less chance of snagging it on something if you're moving around a barricade or something like that. But the, you know, you're obviously going to have downsides, you know, especially over like an 18 inch barrel because the velocity is going to be different, things like that. But if, you know, if you're building it as a defense rifle and not like a match target, you know even like a bench rest type rifle if you're making building it as a defense type rifle you want it light nimble easy to manipulate and then if you you know you're kind of at the you're at the edge of the curve for where the velocity starts falling off
0: mm-hmm.
1: at that barrel length so you know because once you get down to 12 and a half, if you, if you get down to the 12 and a half, 11 and a half, 10 and a half, stuff like that you really start losing velocity fast so it's kind of right at the top of the short barrel stuff but just below the 16
2: stuff uh box did you know my my competition rifle is 14.5 no yeah it's 14.5 pin and welded
0: well, yeah, it's I not a thirteen-seven, so. No.
1: Um. <laughs> the only the only negative I see to a thirteen-seven is that not very many people make barrels that are thirteen-seven.
0: Right, which I don't really. I'm fine with going to, with the Sons of Liberty. I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good quality barrel. Absolutely. It's just if you're a bargain shopper, thirteen-seven's not really yeah. super available to find a lot of barrels yeah, for. Good luck finding shit right now, too. Well, yeah. Um,
2: James says, if you're under 16, you're in the SBR world. No, not necessarily. If you, if you're pin and welded, if you're, if you're welded and your muzzle device makes you up at 16, then you're, you're, you're good to go. Because
1: yeah, because technically when you pin and weld a muzzle device, it is part of the barrel because it's welded together. So it is part of the barrel. Yep. So, yep, absolutely.
0: One downside I saw to that though, uh, was you won't be able to take obviously without cutting that pin out or taking that pin out and possibly fucking up your muzzle device is you won't be able to get your gas block off or anything like that mm-hmm. so but yeah that's not a big deal for me they also yeah,
1: you know that's part of my routine cleaning I always <laughs> right get to take my gas block off and, right you know, get a pipe cleaner in the old gas tube james have you uh, not been
0: listening we we've God, been over. Really we've don't
1: been pay attention at all.
0: <laughs> the overall length will be sixteen point two inches with the muzzle device pinned and welded on it, James.
1: And it's a standard. Uh, it's a Surefire War Comp, right? Procomp. Procomp. Yep. Procomp. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, so I guess you ask what our what our ideal is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm super happy with my fourteen five, but. The other, the other, the way I view it is, I mean, once you get shorter than that, yes, you got to start worrying about uh, muzzle velocity and and reaching out there. But my ideal battle rifle is the only time I'm ever going to use this. When is, when, when the hell am I ever in a million years going to take a shot over 25 yards, maybe Uh,
0: 50, I
1: I would say, I would say massive. 200.
0: Yeah, 200 two what, to 300 would inst- be fine.
2: But can you think of a, a what instance I'm ever going to possibly, like, what, what to kill something so I don't starve to death?
0: The impending civil war.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to make sure I... that son of a bitch who can't shoot as well as me doesn't get close enough that he can shoot me. How about that wow. situation? <laughs> yeah, that's why I have multiple ARs. Well... Yeah, like to fucking run back inside. Hold on, stay there. I got I got a gun for that <laughs> no, range. Let me go no, back No, I'm saying on, on a daily
2: <laughs> I'm saying on a daily basis. Like when I'm throwing a gun in the truck, like when like unless the apocalypse hits all of a sudden and I ain't aware of it, like there you're never gonna have a shot over twenty a uh, twenty five yards. Like I can't imagine an instance when that's ever gonna happen. Um and
1: so for yeah, me i don't you rather be able to
2: no because it's not I, i'm not worried about it. you still can say say if you're shorter than that like you yes you can still take the shot it might not be as efficient of a, of, a, yeah. of a killing mechanism but it's still gonna work um and my thing is i don't worry so much about the pistol like i like the sba3s i think pistol yeah. braces are the shit i really do um so I don't worry about that so much, so basically I can just do any whatever the fuck bare length that i want yeah. um but that that all being said that all being said, i do like my fourteen and a half i think it's i think it's a pretty damn good um in between you know you got your actual stock you can still reach out so yeah, yeah i'm I'm pretty damn happy with that.
1: Let me you, go grab my ten and a half quick do your s b r or
0: s b a three does that have mounting points for your sling and quick, quick detach on it somewhere? Um,
2: SBA threes do. Yes. I don't have an SBA three. I actually have the PDW stock from SB tactical, the one that came out just previous to this new SBA three, that's the shit. Um, and actually I paid like 250 bucks for that PDW. I mean, okay. that was, that was, that was right before the SBA three came out and then I'm like, shit. Yeah,
1: because well, on this ten and a half, I've got an SBA three on this um, and I will say box, I should let you shoot this one because um, I, I did wasn't a huge fan of this SBA three when I first got it. Um, but I got the, the split fix, the Wiseman company fix, mm-hmm. split fix split fix and dude it has made this thing it's like a you know it's rock solid now yeah it's it's tough because they put a a a better strap over that split yeah in the brace so it makes it way more rigid like it's hard for me to bend the thing okay and that's that split doesn't get misaligned because before half of this would like flip over the other half yeah and then it'd get really flimsy. And this, like it, I'm telling you, it made a huge difference for me. And this is like a $28 nylon strap with some Velcro on it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it made it it made a big difference for me. And <clears throat> like I would agree, my end all be all 13.7 to 14 and a half inch would be, I would say, the ideal. Length barrel, like if you want, if you're gonna have one gun to do it all, that would that would be it. But for me, this is my personal defense, you know, home defense rifle. This is like my go-to war gun. Mm-hmm. This is a ten and a half, and I think it does. I can hit offhand at two hundred with decent regularity with this, and you know, inside that it's, you know, inside a hundred, it's spot on. It's, it's a good shooting gun. And, you know, if I do my part, I, you know, I'm not too worried about accuracy. And I think this gun is easy for me to manipulate. You know, it's light. It's, it's not super light. I mean, especially with all the shit on it, it's kind of heavy, but having a good flashlight, having a good optic that I, that I trust, I think a ten and a half inch barrel for you know uh life and liberty gun is I think it will meet my needs, and that's why I built it that way but I would say if if I were to own one gun, I think thirteen seven to fourteen and a half point of order three hundred blackout
2: uh built for I mean, essentially, that was built for shorter barrels. You eight can and get a half, away with eight and a half a, to
1: ten, eight and a half to ten and a half.
2: Yeah, you can get away with running. Hell, it's, I run. A, if I remember right, mine's a seven and a half. If I if I remember yeah. correctly,
1: mine's um, mine's an eight and a half.
2: So but you I got mean,
1: like that, a PDW PDW stock on yours, don't you?
2: Right. Yes. Yes. But. Um, so that's another option. I mean, if you really want to shorten it up and you still want velocity, because even at that shorter, at that shorter length, um, at 10 and a half on a 300 blackout, you still got more knockdown power. Well, Mm -hmm. knockdown power than a a 16 and a half five, five, six, you know, so 16 inch five, five, six. So, um, At, 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 uh, like within 50 yards. Something, yeah, and I am not gonna. I don't know the exact the exact numbers, but yeah, that's that I, I is, would agree, yeah. Um, so that's another option, um, you know, a possibility too. Box, have you ever thought about getting in the three hundred
0: blackout game? Uh, a little bit, but I don't. I don't know. I don't need to know. I'm happy with yeah, five, five, six.
1: The biggest thing with with three hundred blackout is you know it's based on suppressor use. Yeah, short barrels with suppressors. Um, So if you're not going to run a can, to me, I'd rather have a 77 grain projectile going a hell of a lot faster than, you know, if you're not running a can, you might as well be running 110 grain projectiles and then you're still not going near as fast as, you know a 77 grain five, five, six, but yeah. Um, Mike yeah. Tharp says 10 and a half with a can eight and a half. I'm assuming that's 300 blackout 10 and a half with the can. Yeah, I agree. Um, cause you are going to get a little bit of extra velocity when you add a can, you know, cause it does act like a little bit of a longer barrel. Um, so you'll get, you will get a little bit muzzle muzzle blo- velocity gain out of a can, but, um, that's what I want to do with this gun is I want to put, I want to put a, Surefire RC2 can on here but haven't got that far yet and now just does not seem like the right time to do that so um
2: uh, just just touching on that real quick um I've been meaning to buy a silent a suppressor for ever since they passed in Iowa um but I've decided I'm going the the 80%, uh, 80% route 80 well
1: yeah form 1 whatever yeah Yeah. I want to do the same, but, um, I really like the surefire cans and from what I've found, it's not, it won't save me that much money. Um, and I don't know enough about it and those guys do, and they know how to build one that lasts. And so I think I'm just going to, I don't know. I thought about doing like a form one out. I was going to get like a surefire, uh, warden blast suppressor so it's got the quick touch you know just like all their cans do on it and i was going to chop the end off it and form on it and then i was like you know i'm going to spend 200 bucks on that thing and 200 bucks on a stamp i'm already 400 bucks in when for a thousand bucks i can just have a can
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but the other side of it, they they approve form ones a little bit quicker than this. this yeah,
1: sort of which bullshit. I've already I've already waited so long. I can't complain about how long it takes to get it. No, I could have had you know. Yeah, now, exactly, so. exactly. Yeah, my point is also my, well,
2: my own stupidity, but yeah,
1: yeah. God, this arm. <laughs> I swear, I am melting. Like, can you see how bad that's blistering?
0: Oh, you're blistered, even Jesus, bud.
1: Oh yeah, it's it was a good one. (laughs) It was a good one. Rub, rub butter on your arm the whole trip, or what? Oh, dude, I put I put sunscreen on four times on the way home Sunday.
0: Damn, you sure it was sunscreen.
1: Yes, it has been in my saddlebags for th- at least three years. That's so. <laughs> probably
2: <laughs> quite a good possibility. I got possibility you, I got that you good, no you fucker. Go. I put suntan lotion in there
0: last time I was out of your house. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> oh, Christ.
0: Oh Well, why, yeah. do, why don't we move on to the next thing? Uh,
1: do we want to talk about the shortage next, Johnson? Sure. Um, yeah, just kind of was interested in... You know, there's a lot of people that aren't really shooting as much because, you know, it's like, well, I can't replace the ammo that I shoot. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely in that category. I've not been shooting at all in the last little bit. And um, I was talking to somebody who went to the gun show there in Sioux City this weekend. And it was, you know, that was kind of the theme was everybody was buying bulk and you know, trying to stock up on ammo, but nobody's shooting it, you know, they're just stocking up. So that's kind of the, I don't know, they went and they, they weren't super high on prices, but you know, they weren't budging on prices either. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting to kind of, see the effects of the shortage on people and you know, like how, how everybody is fiending over ammo over nine millimeter and five, five, six, you know, it's like you see the same people going into fleet farm and shields and shit every week, trying to check and see if there's one box of five, five, six that they can buy, you know,
2: I don't know. Um, Yeah. And I'm not sure if this has reached the levels of 2013 yet. Johnson, were you paying attention back then at all? Not.
1: I mean, I I knew that it was... I was... I had... I don't know. I In 7.62, I noticed there was a shortage of 7.62 in 2013, but there was, was...
2: that was, you were doing good to pay a buck around for five,
1: five, six. I, yeah, remember, I remember, I remember going to the gun show with my dad. Cause my dad had an AR, I had an AK at the time and that was really the only rifle I had other than like 22s and shit. Um, but I remember going to the gun shows and dad was buying, my dad was buying like reloaded ammo for, I want to say like 90 cents around. And he was like, Well, I got to get it. Oh, my God. You can't, you can't get it anywhere else. I was like, Holy shit.
2: Yeah. Um, actually, I was just getting started um, when that happened. Um, and it was December 4th, 2012. I was visiting Box and uh, Spencer, where he used to live. And that I went to, what was that archery store? Southern archery. Southern archery. Yep. I bought a DPMS lower on December 4th, 2012. And on December, December 11th, December 12th, something like that, it was when Sandy Hook happened. And that's obviously yeah. what kicked off the, the absolute shit show. Um, right. And so when I was building that entire AR, it was, it was so bad that like I had, I had plugins on my Google and I and I had marked pages, so when bolt carriers or handguards or something would come in stock, it'd notify me, and I'd, yeah. I'd have to jump on as quick as I could and try to get them. So when you finally got shit, it was like winning the lottery. All right. Um, and the first the first uh, five five six five five six that I bought was a dollar around. Um, so it was. That was my first initial entry into the gun world, man. Like, so, yeah, and several years after that, when the shit all finally calmed down and you could buy, you could buy 223 for 24, 25, around, yeah. you know, it was like,
1: hell yeah, we're
2: good to go, you know. Yeah. Um, and Mike says it's worse now. Um, only 22 is tough to find in 13. I don't know if, if it's worse or it's about it to same. So, it could very well be worse right
1: now. So, uh, Mike, the thing that I want you to think about and, like, think back about this, because I would like to know, um, did the 22, the way I see it working, is the 22 shortage is going to come after after the supply of like 9 and 223 starts to come back because and gun Mr Guns and Gear has a really good video on this um he was basically saying buy 22 now because right now 9 and 223 is in super super high demand like the prices are crazy and they're in super high demand so all these manufacturers are going to be tooled to make 9mm and 223. And that is far more profitable for them to build or for them to manufacture 9 and 223 than it is to manufacture 22 long rifle. So they're going to be running 9 and 223 for all it's worth for a long time. So there's not going to be any new production of 22 long rifle for quite a while because it's not nearly as profitable. So get 22 while you can because it's going to be gone for a while. So that's. You know, was that kind of the same situation in 2012 and 13 and 14 with shortage of 223 and nine and then, you know, 22 following?
2: Yeah. Um, And James says uh, everybody's saying that this is this is already worse um, than Sandy Hooker or Obama. And I think I think he's probably right, because this is I mean, right now we're in a perfect storm. Um, yeah. the road is shut down is shut down production and plants. It shut down, um, mines. So, uh, raw materials are, are hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, plus on top of that, um, people are scared politically. People are buying everything they fucking can. Um, just because all the, the BLM riots and all that bullshit going on. And on top of that, number four is we got an election coming up. There's always scant supply when an election comes up. So now it's just like but the thing is you should have freaking learned from 2013 that this was going to happen again. And I've told everybody that, that it's this shit is happening, is going to happen again. Stock up when you can, you know, Yeah. but
1: so many people. That's, that's another thing too, is, you know, stock up when you can, but put set a, set some aside. Don't, Oh, nine millimeters, 16 cents around. Well, don't just like, Buy a thousand rounds, shoot a thousand rounds. When you're down to the last 150 rounds, order a thousand more set, you know, a thousand rounds aside or make sure you get some good self-defense ammo and, you know, set 200 rounds of that aside and maybe 200 rounds of ball ammo aside or a thousand Mm -hmm. rounds of ball ammo, however prepared you want to be, but set that stuff aside. Don't touch that. Don't put that in your, I'm going to use it every weekend ammo, you know, like, right rotate it out. Obviously you want to rotate that stuff out. So you don't have 30 year old ammo just laying around, but hit, you know, you gotta keep, you gotta keep some set aside and don't just burn it all up because it's cheap and it's easy to get. And you know, that's not always going to be the case.
2: Yep. I, I keep um, a minimum of a thousand rounds, nine, two twenty-three set aside. Um, yep. and I reload what I'm, what I'm going to shoot. Um, now I've got that progressive press, um, and also, you you two, you get to talk to me when this is over. I got a line on. I'm gonna up my up my stash to 2,000. If you guys want in on it, let me know. I got a a decent a line on decently priced stuff um, in a kay. couple weeks that I'm gonna that I'm gonna snag up. So,
1: um, Mike, uh, I want to touch on your comment here. That's why count, components are hard to find now. Factors are saving it for factory ammo. So that was another point I wanted to make about the shortage. Is do you think? reloading supplies are going to be the next shortage um and i know i know they're already getting a little scarce um but is it going to get as extensive as the ammo shortage yeah, um I, sure I think so yeah i i think it is at um you know a shortage like this gets a lot more people into reloading because they can't find factory ammo for a decent price, and that, you know, if they've been around guns quite a bit, you're obviously not going to get new gun owners. You're not going to get these 20-something women that are are just picking up their first pistol, or even 50-something women who are just picking up their first pistol and, you know, want to protect their house, or even just these suburban, you know, husbands who who are you know just wanting a shotgun or you know something to protect their house they're not going to get into reloading you know you're it's it's basically just going to be your guys who have been around the gun industry a little bit or around you know kind of the sport for a while um but you know you all these factories like mike said all these factories are keeping these components for factory ammo but not only that all the people who realize the shortage they're going to get into reloading because they're worried about the shortage, you know, and then components start disappearing and you know, people want to stockpile components too, just like the people want to stockpile ammo. So it's.
2: Yeah. And that's already, I am sorry if I'm, if I missed this already, but it, it's already pretty well started. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, 223 nine, nine bullets. They're, Rather difficult to find. Um, primers are fucked. Um, you're not going to find primers.
1: Yeah, that's what powder Mike says, Powder is
2: already extremely extremely difficult to find as well. Um,
1: oh, yeah. So James says here, DHS put a huge contract in for defense rounds, and it murdered the CCI primer supply for ammo makers. Mm-hmm. And those that are what I make use. That sense, yeah. Those are what I, mean, I use as CCI primers. What, uh, federal or CCI, that's really you know, what 99% of people use, um, yeah. Mike, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to hear your take on this. We need to have you on as a guest here sometime, but, um, I'd like to hear your take on that. It, it always takes new gun owners two scares to figure it out. Cause that's, that's a very good observation is, you know, it's like the first time. And especially if they get in during a scare, you know, they're like, Oh, I need to get one now. And they don't even think about the gun scare being a scare at that time. They just, well, that's when I got a gun. And then something like this happens and they're like, Holy shit. It's not all just readily available all the time. Oh my God. Right. You know? Right. And so, yeah, Mike, I'd, I'd like to hear your I'd like to hear your thoughts on some of these topics. We definitely need to get you on here and just kind of let you go and hear your backstory too. You've got kind of, you know, you've got some service history and um, you're definitely one of our, one of our bigger fans, I think it'd be cool to have you on and and chat with you for a while about some of this stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely, we should do that. Um, also, Box, you—he's um, already on. He started getting. I'm right here. <laughs> you, you, started, you started getting into the uh, reloading game. I bought a press four months ago. Thinking about it, have you at done the be- at else? the
0: beginning of the of the corona shit but then no then i decided to quit my job and i didn't really have money to keep buying into it and now i'm just pretty much fucked so i bought a useless press pretty much you want to sell it to me no no i do not okay oh yeah sure i will for uh 500 (laughs) well i'll just buy a new one for that thank you (laughs) so while we're now that we're in the thick of this whole shortage what do you guys think? somebody who doesn't have a large stockpile of ammunition can do about
1: it. That's a tough one right now. Pay dearly. <laughs> um, I honestly, that's about your only option. I mean, when you well, when you're short on components, when you no. can't get primers and you can't, I mean, you can buy ammo, but you're going to pay dearly for it right now. That's, you know, you gotta be smart. You got to be smart with using it cuz you obviously don't want to you want to keep sharpening your skills, you know. You obviously don't just want to become stagnant and not shoot at all. Um I don't think that's a smart thing to do. But I think you really have to you have to justify you have to be able to justify spending that kind of money on ammo to just for your own security you know for your own i feel that i need to have more ammo to be able to you know secure my home and my for my safety and you know if i need to hunt or things like that you gotta you know you need to be able to justify that and if you can't justify it and you don't think you need it then you know your stockpile is your stockpile and you gotta live with what you got
2: um actually there are there are um james says first off james says come to me i'll hook you up with the ammo my prices went up three cents around and that's it so far last um, i
0: checked james you didn't even have any ammo he's, he, he's got some
2: he's got Sieber. massive
0: orders in
2: um but that's number one is find a place that's not gonna fuck you just because the supply is um insane or the demand is insane that um,
1: starts with that starts with some suppliers also, though, not just with the dealers, not just with the place you're getting it from. No,
2: absolutely. absolutely. You but know. there are also there are so dealers that will screw you just yeah. because yep. um, absolutely James at Northwest I Firearms, he will treat you right. He's not gonna screw you. Number two, um unless he really likes you, well, possibly. <laughs> um number two is get on. Um, Like, I don't know if gunbot.net is a thing. That was the first one. That was a ri- uh, the ammo original. Seek.
0: Ammo Seek is the one now. Yeah, okay. Gunbot Gun- is still a thing, though. It's yes.
2: still a thing. That was the original one, Ammo Seek. Um, so what you do is you put in what you want, and it will give you real-time prices. And if they're in stock or not, on, on probably... Several dozen. I don't know what I haven't been on it for a long
1: time. Hundreds of sites for Ammo Seek. Hundreds and hundreds. And Um, really good. You can so there's tons of filters on Ammo Seek. Uh, Caliber, case. Whether you want steel case, brass case, aluminum case, whatever. Uh, Projectile weight or a range of projectile weights. Say you want something between 55 and 77 grain. It'll pick all of those. Um, Free shipping. Uh, it'll tell you if there's a coupon for free shipping. If you buy in bulk, it tells you price per round, uh, number of rounds in the case. You can filter it and sort it however the hell you want from, you know, <laughs> it's it's big time. It's definitely one of the most impressive search engines for anything gun-related I've ever seen. Yep. Like, it does everything you could want it to.
2: See, I was using GunBot back in the day, and this was all just, like, still text Mm-hmm. I mean, very. it, yeah. it was like
0: freaking it still is shit still it's a very but, middle on the list.
2: Um, so and the, the thing is with that shit, though, you're going to have to be dedicated. I mean, you're going to want you're going to have to spend a lot of time on there watching shit because when deals come up, there's a lot of other people that are watching it. Um. So if you really want ammo, get on there. You can find it still for reasonably priced. Um, yeah. so, so that's number one and or excuse me number two or if you were toad remember the other week the other day when toad said uh number one and then he goes b yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, um but yeah just just be just be dedicated and 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 you'll find some and and also steel case i mean i'm not a huge freaking fan i'm not going to shoot steel case but if if worse comes to worse the shit still shoots it still goes bang um, sometimes yeah. you can find that for a little bit cheaper
1: and the and the biggest thing um, I, I don't know like uh, so I see a lot of these guys shotgun and twenty two what I have the most of, and you know, uh, Mike says now is a good time to get proficient with your shotgun, and that's absolutely true. Um, the primer thing that's gonna start affecting shotgun ammo as well uh, you know, just they all take primers other than 22 long rifle, but like I said before, you know, you're going to get short on 22 because everybody's going to be making everything else. Um, but yeah, shot now would be a great time to be shooting a lot of shotgun because it is still plentiful and it's still cheap. Um, but I think, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you still to, to go back to your question boxes, you're still going to have to Set aside that that money, and you know, justify the cost that you're gonna or the time spent. <laughs> right, <on. clears throat> um Sam, with with steel case, the personally, I think the biggest problem with steel case is the it's the lacquered exterior, so it doesn't rust. Yeah, that tends to stick in the chamber, and it's usually with a really hot chamber. So, I mean, if you're rapid firing or getting the barrel really hot and shit like that. Yeah. They'll get stuck, but um, right, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever fired a seven, six, two by 39 brass cased round in my life. If I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest, I, I never have. I've only, do they even make cases. those. They do. They make a match grade seven, six, two, never, I've never yeah. seen
2: a brass cased a uh, K round.
1: So, I actually found some uh toll Ammo um steel case but it's 154 grain soft point 762 by 39 Interesting. Yeah, cuz everything else, you know, it's 124 grain full metal jacket stuff but um I I picked some up. That shit thumps. That's no bullshit. <laughs> like AKs recoil pretty decent, you know, but that 154 grain shit is no joke.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking of AKs, um, we probably won't have time tonight, but I have a 12-gauge AK Bullpup version. Thing. Bullpup? <laughs> this thing's wild, dude. I'll show it to you after. Is yeah, it I'll like a it.
1: Sega or like a vepper style?
0: Uh, it's just fucking weird. I'll show you. you That narrows her down. (laughs) Uh, Going back to answer my own question. I I heard some good advice the other day. You guys kind of said it, but if you're, since we're in the thick of this, you know, and you might be low on ammunition is advice is be aggressive with your buying. I mean, if you get the Mm -hmm. chance to buy it fucking buy it <laughs> just yeah uh, that's not
1: don't buy a the, box of. 50. that's not a
0: great price that i can yeah you know, just yeah you need it fucking buy it i mean if you. yeah if you have thousands and thousands around yeah you can skip out on it but if you're real low don't don't waste that just buy that shit buy what you can
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and there's always you mentioned there's always there's always people out there too that have boxes and boxes of of ammunition laying around that they're never ever going to use and you can if you're lucky you can find that and yeah you can drive 100 miles to buy that ammunition if you really need to but there's always that those people out there looking to get Mm -hmm. rid of shit that they don't really need either
1: yeah and don't if if you're that short don't miss a gun show no don't pass one up you know that's if you're gonna also, find something if you're gonna find somebody that's got a honey hole that they're trying to get rid of, that's a good place to start.
2: Also, but in the same in the same thought of that, don't get fucked. Don't pay two bucks around. Um just because you're scared. Put the time in and the time the time and the effort and find the shit that's half ass reasonably priced. You know, you're not sure. gonna find twenty six cent um five five six. You're not. So okay. just, just figure out what's acceptable to pay and pay that shit. Get that, get that, get that shit in your closet. Cause
1: yeah. Yeah. Or just yeah, be stupid I mean, and
0: wait and don't have any ammunition laying around for who knows how long.
1: Yeah. Like I said, you got, that's gotta be a justification. You know, there's a personal justification in there that I need this to protect my life and liberty or nah, I really don't care. You know, Yep. you got to yep. justify that cost.
0: Yep. Anything else to touch on that subject, there, boys? I think we pretty much hammered her home. Yep. I don't, I don't know if we hammered it home, we may have set it lightly down, but
1: <laughs> don't be a pussy. <laughs> buy the ammo, get it, <laughs> buy more.
0: There we go, hammered her home. <laughs> Sam, you wanted to talk. We've talked about this several times before. Usually, me and Sam get in an argue about it. Sam wanted to talk about. I just wrote down switching to appendix carry here, Sam. Or is there something you wanted to get more in depth on?
2: Um, well, I wanted to touch on several on several points on this. Um, for years and years, I was uh, when I carried. I was at the I don't know three thirty four o'clock position. Um... That was just the most number one, the most comfortable and easy to conceal for me. Um, it was just it was just the most convenient, I will say. Um, but recently, in the last I don't know six months, I've really been kind of ch- trying to switch a little bit to. I mean, if you talk to any of the any of the the big concealed carry trainers, ninety percent of them will tell you probably ninety five percent of them will tell you that appendix is the better option um for several reasons such as you know say you're in an altercation and you you've you get on your back um number one there's no way the hell no, there's no way for you to get your gun out of there if somebody's on top of you number two is if you fall on it wrong there is a possibility that you will fuck shit up um i never really worried about that too much plus uh, since i carried it the you know the three o'clock three thirty position it was whatever but um i started switching to appendix recently just because i find after after you get over the initial this fucking sucks um and let's be honest
1: let's be honest i I swear i remember hearing somebody (laughs) tell you Right. Once once you got over it being uncomfortable. But there was, there was, (laughs) fuck you, Johnson.
2: There was, my period, my period of this fucking sucks was
1: extremely long. Like, when was your period? I need to mark that on the calendar so I know when to I worded that
2: completely inappropriate. (laughs) Um, Correct. Uh, uh, but if if I didn't if I didn't say stupid shit, this wouldn't be life short lived. You know, right? it really wouldn't. Um. So I will say, uh, the time it took for me to go from trying appendix carry until it doesn't fucking suck was probably, I don't know. Shoot, I've been trying it for six months now, on and off. Um, and I'm finally to the point where I can finally, it's in a position. I finally found the right position. I finally, I mean, I got holsters that are kind of working for me. Um, number one is um, I carry with my my Glock 43X. Um, I'm still using the holster Box Built Me. Um, he used to make holsters for Shyworks. This is an AIWB holster. Um, it's just got one of these clips on it, similar to setup like this. This has two but this is mine just has one. Um, and it's finally, it's finally kind of working. So I'm, I'm exploring other holster options because it's not like this. I don't love it. I mean, it's, it's a nice holster quality built, but I think I can, I could think I can find a little bit better. Um, and I've, I've actually got a holster for my Glock 26 and 19 as well. It's the same, same thing It works for both of them. So I think I'm going to, and this is actually, uh, incog g-code um they built this and the nice thing about this is is it's got this this i don't even know what the hell you'd call it this cloth on it and it's almost like a suede type yeah yeah a little suede type feel to it it feels extremely nice and it's better than i would say it's better than just straight kydex against your your stomach um and james you can fuck right off
1: uh I want I actually want Box to talk on Mike's and James comment there once you're done, Sam.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. Um so I'm order I'm ordering one of these. Um just in, in 43x. So that's what I will probably be carrying with unless for some reason, they've their quality or something does not com- work at all. Um, but I'm also ordering last time I ordered from uh, G-Code. Their lead time was like six weeks, something like that. So yeah. I'm also going to order one from T-Rex holsters, um, T-Rex <laughs> arms. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, they you have a quick ship model, quick ship model. Yep. And yeah. it's different. It doesn't have two clips like this. It just got one little thicker one right in the middle. But I'm going to give it a shot, see if I like it. That that way, if I love it, you know, I love it. I can do a review on that one, kill two birds with one stone.
1: Um, Check out uh, QVO holsters also. I'm a really big fan of that one that I got for my 17. Do they offer any quick ship? Quick they do ship have options. They do have some quick ship options. Their and lead they, times up there too, you know, 8-10 weeks, 6-8-10 right. weeks, but I think they have some quick ship options as well. Do they have i uh appendix carry? Yes, style? they do. They okay. have appendix carry and they also have like they call it I think they're Wingman, which is an appendix carry with a spare mag as well if you're into that. They've got a couple different options there. Sure. Okay. Sam. So,
0: okay, I will. You should look in also to a filster pro series. I've heard a lot of really good things about that. Uh, filster is a good friend of, it's
1: like, where An- do I write this down?
0: Andrew Johnson's yeah.
1: recommendation. Fuck that. But yeah. This filster <laughs> stuff, the box is talking about. <laughs> and, and to be fair, it to, to quote Sam, to be fair. Um, I would definitely listen to box before I listen to me about holsters. <laughs> no, not at all. It's
2: just that I can't remember more than, than two things. So I'm going
0: to yeah. write both of them. Filster uh, <laughs> is actually manufactured by by Andrew Henry. Henry is who does that shit. I remember shit. you
2: tell, I remember you telling me and that. And there's
0: I'm carrying one of Henry's Henry holsters right now. I have been for a while and I, I when I first got it I was like, I don't see a reason to really switch from this. Then I see the Pro series and I'm like, ooh I really kind of want that. So it's just
2: called Filster Pro Series?
0: Yeah, yep. But I have heard a lot. I don't know if they make something for a 43, but I imagine they probably do because they're not one of those companies that makes a gun for every single thing out there. It's usually the most popular shit. Right. (laughs) But yeah, I've Um, I've not heard a single bad thing about that. I've heard it's extremely comfortable. It's got a wedge on it, which you're probably going to scoff at but it's a different kind of wedge than what's on mine. It's actually like super rounded. So I don't know. And it's, uh, uh, it's ambidextrous.
2: Um, actually, actually, I, yeah, I like the, whatever. It's not a wedge, the wing. Yeah. On, on yours. I like that. Um, and actually the T-Rex arms that has, they call it like a, what the hell they call it? They call Mm -hmm. it some dinosaur thing or some. Yeah, it's a
1: it's another wing. Something like that doesn't doesn't matter.
2: But anyway, the reason I brought this up is um, recently uh, you guys have probably seen the video. If you've been paying any attention on Facebook, the guy he's 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 carrying appendix and he's in a gun shop, I think. And he he puts his he reholsters his gun and he's walking along doing his business and he doesn't really do anything. I don't know if he bends over and the gun goes off. Um and that's I mean let's let's be honest. Anybody that ever appendix carries, that's their their everybody thinks Fear. about this. That's their nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you're here, your whole lively, your whole life, let's if if you shoot your if you shoot your unit off, I mean what the fuck?
1: Well,
0: let's be honest. Here. That's what are
1: pretty dumb to come back from. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: I never get late anyway, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs>
1: still. Side still, note
0: Raptor Claw
1: that's what (laughs) the raptor claw yep that's what
0: it was had to look it was gonna
2: bug me um but i and i i haven't done a whole lot of research and find out exactly what holster he was carrying but i have a suspicion that it was not a kydex holster i bet you that it was either a cloth or a leather
1: holster galco Um, leather got it for 1995 on midway i would honestly bet you yeah, because and the thing that happens
2: with those uh, leather holsters and, and cloth holsters is some piece of that will get worked in to that yep. trigger guard. And I mean, so ah, I got a lot of holsters. I have a leather holster um, that I bought way back in the day before I knew what the hell was going on. It was comfortable to carry it four o'clock, um, but there is no way in hell that I would ever put that, you know, in front of my family jewels.
1: I've got one but it's only a vehicle holster. It's literally clipped into a vehicle. Sure.
2: Right. That's right. the
1: only thing I have ever used it for. I've never, you know, I've never really put it on my, on my person.
2: So, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. Like when you first get into gun ownership and you're starting, and you're thinking about starting to carry, I was the same way. Um, you just carry this cheap, the first pistol I ever bought, was from Toad, and it had this cheap piece of shit, Uncle Mike's cloth holster with it. And yeah. what do you think I carried with the first time I ever carried? It was that hunk of shit. Um, but because, because you don't realize how important a holster is, you know, when you first start and you first yeah. get into this. Yeah. So I guess the moral of my little rant here, the moral of my story is buy a quality fucking holster. Something that's going to uh, protect the trigger guard, will not get caught up in there. And that you can actually trust to, I mean, a lot of times when you sit down,
1: guess where that barrel is? It is right over your unit, man. And even if you're not carrying appendix, there's no reason to not buy a quality holster. No. Honestly, even if you're buying an outside the waistband holster, that's even all the more reason to buy a quality holster, honestly. It Um,
0: It always drives me nuts. I'll see people driving or carrying these super expensive guns. And then they'll throw it in an Uncle Mike's holster or something like yeah. that. Just this yeah.
1: garbage well, like, $20, $30 piece of shit. And like, why? That's So I guess to me, like, as a younger individual, I never thought to research, you know, what is going to be a good holster. But to me, like now thinking about it, and if there's one thing I could say to people who are, you know, wanting to start carrying concealed, it's, you know, you're, you're, you know, just as much as your life depends on your firearm, your health and safety depends on that holster. Yeah. Right so don't cheap out on it. You, you, you're not, did you buy a high point to carry? If you did uncle Mike's, I don't give a shit. Sure. Fine. No, nope. you know, like if you just want the cheapest piece of shit, Go buy the cheapest piece of shit, but don't be surprised when you shoot yourself in the ass. If you (laughs) You buy a
0: high point, you can get quality holsters. They're called Hater Holsters, and they are really something. (laughs) They're actually manufactured by the same guy that I was just talking about, and he created it as a joke. And it is fucking fabulous. If you want to see something good, go to HaterHolsters.com. It is just a delight.
1: I'm going there right now. It is something fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you bought a firearm and you, you know, you did the research. What pistol do I need to buy? What's the best concealed carry pistol? You did all this and you went and spent 500 bucks on a gun to protect your life with. And then you went and spent $14 on a Galco leather holster at Shields, you know, like don't, don't do that. Holsters, every bit as
0: important as the gun.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You're depend, you know. Like I said, you're trying to protect your life with your gun. Try to protect your life with your holster. You know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 even I've 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 been on that train for years. Even when I was carrying at three thirty, four o'clock. Now that I'm carrying an appendix and I'm protecting other part shameless
1: of concealment. There's a fucking unicorn on the front page. <laughs> this shit's awesome. <laughs> Jesus. I want to buy a high point just so I could buy one of these fucking holsters. It's good stuff. Damn genius. <laughs> oh, got man. one with hundred dollar bills on him. I think he, he's got black one. Black and pink zebra print. This shit's awesome.
0: He's got one on there that looks like a brown paper bag too. I think.
1: <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Dude, I saw that like when I saw that when the the whole here it is, the mullet <laughs> is what the fucking holsters are called, and one so he's got like SS fifty green paper sack. <laughs> oh my god, this is genius.
2: Speaking of mullets, I got a haircut today, so I can't I can't get a mullet no more, boys.
1: Um, also, box before I forget, I sure uh,
2: can. Where yeah, you got that going. Um, where, where are we at on the kilt? Didn't you say you ordered a kilt?
0: Oh, yeah. But that shit's made to order, bud. It takes a while. <laughs> I
2: got a fucking kilt. Why don't you just get one out off Amazon?
0: I didn't look on Amazon. I want a top quality <laughs> kilt.
2: How much did you spend on this fucking None of thing. your
0: business, man. It
2: is my business because I'm going to have to wear it.
0: Uh, you're going to love it. Just trust me. For the rest um, of you so guys, can- yes, the kilt is coming.
2: Don't worry. Uh, If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, two episodes ago on the Gears and Beers, uh, we made a promise that if we got to 20 shares on that specific episode, that I had to wear a kilt for a photo shoot. And of course, you got to 20 shares, so you're damn um, right. I'll rock it. I ain't even. I ain't even ashamed.
0: I ain't Irish, but I'll be Irish that day. I was telling Sam. Scottish. Scottish. I was telling Sam when I ordered it that. He's going to probably stop wearing his swimming trunks and he's going to start wearing this kilt as a, as, as lounging, <laughs> lounging gear. Yep.
2: I, I just yeah. don't see that happening.
0: Dude. Oh, I'll, t- I'll just give you a, a, a hint right now. It's American as fuck.
2: Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I got, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. The other nice thing about it is you could just like strap a gun right on your leg and you wouldn't even they like- have kilt holsters. Well, you could just strap it right on your leg. That way, when you have to draw, you just whip the kilt up, and you could draw right from your leg, and it would be two parts. I mean, it would freak them out because you're flashing them, and they wouldn't <laughs> know what to do, and then you'd just be...
1: Yeah. They wouldn't know what the hell. You got to go. the element of surprise. Damn right. Uh, I don't Damn know right. what I think
0: about that. That's a real girly way to carry, though, Sam. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: You> know, <laughs> just it put it in it your is. prison pouch anyway. <laughs> Hold on. Oop. Oh, got it. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Oh boy, Box. I do, I do want to hear your hear your rebuttal to Mike Tharp saying he doesn't have the physique to appendix carry, and James saying, "Aren't you a little gutty for appendix carry, Sam?"
0: It's bullshit, guys. You're not. Yep. You're not too fat. Uh, look up the three hundred three hundredth parallel, I believe is what it's called. It's a very large guy telling you. How do appendix carry comfortable?
1: He is a big man. Yes. And there's actually a couple, there's a couple companies, and I don't know if he is one of them, but there's a couple companies that legitimately make tailor made appendix carry holsters for big dudes. They just, they're kind of, I don't know, they just kind of started making their own holsters to, to be a little more comfortable for themselves. Um, and and they started, you know, started a company based on that, and you know, knowing that there's a need because Americans are fat. That's the truth of the matter. And you know, there's a lot of fat guys that want to appendix carry. So, um me being one of them. So, <laughs> I'm going to get over the I'm fat factor and I can't carry appendix because I'm fat thing. I'm I'll, I'm also trying to get over the I'm fat thing. I'm you know, been working to not be as fat but at the same time I'm not gonna let the size of my spare tire tell me that I can't not appendix carry Uh,
0: I think that's most of the guys that say oh I've got a little gut I can't carry appendix and that is that's exactly what it is it's just a little gut they're not fucking Mm -hmm. giant morbidly obese yeah with the gut hanging down halfway down their thighs no it's just a little little gut there just yeah
1: you got a beer belly get over it pull your Don't pa- be a pussy
0: pull it that's and that's they wear their pants like underneath their gut is their problem but to appendix here you got to kind of hike things up just a little bit more so your, your gut's not hanging over your gun so it's riding against your body not underneath yeah. your body
1: and mike if you got a pair i'm sure you're wearing shorts today but if you if you've got a pair of jeans on stand up and tell me you couldn't pull your jeans up another two inch, you know, are your jeans going to be too short because you pulled the waist up two inches? No. You know, like that was my biggest thing was, I was like, Oh man, then my jeans are going to be too short. And it's like, I buy 32s thinking I'm a a five foot 11 individual. (laughs) I'm not, I'm five nine. I can hike my jeans up two inches and they're not going to look short, still going to be dragging on the fucking ground. So, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't affect me any. I that, can pull my pants up.
0: That's the other thing. So many people think that they won't have to change anything to carry comfortably or yeah. conceal well. It's
1: you. You yeah, might I'm have to trying it now. <laughs> See, he's pulling his pants up. Well, son of a bitch, they are not too short. He says. <laughs> Some
0: people might have to order a size or two larger in in the jeans they wear. You might have to wear them up a couple inches taller than that. You might have to wear maybe a little less tight t-shirt or something like that they're not like Mm -hmm. drastic changes but don't expect it to work perfectly with what you're doing now
1: and realistically most guys who think they're too big to carry appendix just go ahead and buy the next size up t-shirt anyway you know like because you weren't always that big you were probably started a little like me I was forty pounds lighter when I started the job that I'm at now. I've gained forty pounds since I started there. I still had all medium t shirts. Turns out a two hundred and fifteen pound guy does not fit in a fucking medium t shirt. (laughs) Nobody wants to see your man tits bounce around all day. (laughs) Buy some bigger fucking t shirts, you know what I mean? So just go the next step up and then you can, you know, carry concealed, not have to worry about you know. Yeah, Yeah. see Mike's already a believer. Oh, yeah, I can pull my jeans up a little bit. And then then you don't even look as fat because then your holster and shit's tucking your gut in a little bit. You know, it's like it's a win win, you know?
2: See, and that was something that I didn't figure out for quite a while was. Yeah, you yeah, thought
1: you're just going to leave everything the same. Yeah. Put a no, gun in my, there.
2: My my pants yeah. dried already like a little bit low. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my ass is I not hate seeing your fucking
2: box. My ass, all ass time, is not voluptuous enough to hold my pants up to the point that it needs it's a, to be. not an excuse so
0: we're brothers i know what kind of ass you have and i have the same ass
2: boy that came out really weird but all right i'm fine with it but they are correct i mean just hitch it up a little bit so when you sit down that belt is you know just below your belly button and just at your belly button or whatever and that that gun can sit there without without doing this to your you know
0: your goods i'm so proud of you you've seen the light Oh man.
1: Wasn't it just yeah, a few
0: weeks ago where where I was probably yelling at you about this kind of stuff too?
1: Yeah, it was probably a long ago. It's, it's been, been a long time. It I, really turned, turned
0: a sharp was, corner. Yeah. No, but it's,
1: it's just no, the most. I, just I think the easiest it's, for me. It's, it's interesting to, you know, like from being a big dude, you know, like I never really thought of myself as a big guy until I got to that point where I was like, oh man, I need to start dieting. I need to start working out. And she's like, I'm getting fat. I, I look fat in all my clothes. It's like, you know, and then wanting to appendix experience. experience,' like, man, I guess st- it doesn't matter if I am fat, I can still do this, you know, it's, and I think you're right though, box people thinking they don't have to change anything and they're just going <laughs> to put a gun he- in their pants and I think he might have been sunning his butthole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, then.
1: I had a lot uh, of fun writing that. that <laughs> fun. But I, I think that you know you're definitely right <laughs> with that because a lot of people think they're just gonna put a gun in their pants, and that's the only difference they have. Yep. And it's uh, it's it's definitely you know you have to change a lot. You know, you're changing an entire. Basically, the entire way you live, your every morning, your morning routine, your nightly routine of getting undressed and taking your shit out of your pockets and all that, you know, it all changes. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a big change. It's not just putting a gun in your pants. And that's the only change.
0: Cliff, you're pretty upset that you missed all the Sam's ass talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it damn worry. man i was only gone for 10 minutes i missed all the good ass talk <laughs> you, you can you
0: can rewind it later on facebook don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah oh, does anyone else have anything to touch on there no no I think i'm definitely, definitely not to...
1: touching on sam's ass
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time you've backed out of that
1: <laughs> touche
0: <laughs> Dude, shit. all right well i think we're gonna go ahead and call it a night before we uh get any weirder about sam's ass <laughs> so uh thanks for tuning in everybody that came and watched us live if you didn't watch us live remember you can find us live every other wednesday night on facebook on our facebook page at life short live free you can also find us on YouTube and Instagram. You can also find Shyworks on Facebook, shyworks.com, and on Instagram. they always putting out some pretty cool shit. And also, another reminder about our meetup coming up in just a little over a month. month uh, September 26th It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some beer. We're going to have some shooting. You can bring a tent. You can bring a camper. Hopefully... Please no like enormous half million dollar RVs. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't have like leveled pads or anything nope. for you. I have grass. Yeah, you yep. can camp there.
0: <laughs> Feel free to camp out with us. Uh, bring some food. I think we're gonna have we're gonna have plenty of grills there. Probably, you can bring your own grills. Gonna...
2: Actually, we're having um, Mike Worth is coming out and he's doing uh, two pork shoulders um, for for pulled pork um so
1: those are going to be freaking delicious um we'll be providing well yeah we'll be providing basically barbecue pork sandwiches and some sides and chips and buns and all that yep absolutely and beer i'm buying a keg i will have a
2: a 16 gallon keg there um probably bush light so if you don't if you don't drink beer you know bring your own shit but um we will have that too so um
0: and yeah al- if
1: you want snacks bring that
0: and also if we're not too stupid to figure it out we may have a cash prize for the shooting competition that we're going to be doing yes that's going to be a hell of a good time so uh be sure to minimum get it. minimum fifty dollars <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bob, oh, uh, total you mean not buy are you talking fifty dollar buy-in
2: Oh, the price probably, it depends on how many people enter, but 50, hundred bucks. I mean, hundred fifty sure. bucks. Yeah. I
1: think, I Winter. think we do, I think we do a buy-in and oh, yeah, winner wins the pot. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Sure. So yeah. if you want to get in on that, we're going to be talking about that for the next month about till it happens in yep. the life short, live free Facebook group,
1: not our page in the Facebook group. So be sure to get in on that.
0: And, uh, and-
1: we will be we will be getting an event set up for that so there's a date and a reminder and all that shit and you guys will be able to RSVP to that yeah. um and and guys please like when we do get that set up please RSVP that you're going if you are going but RS, you know like don't say you're going and then not show up we want to have like kind of an accurate count so we kind of know what we need to what we need to prepare for so yep i mean like we understand that things happen you plan on going something happens you can't make it we get that but
0: yeah absolutely uh okay so i think that's all we got for you guys um thanks for tuning in like i said thanks for listening you can find us on all major podcast providers and on youtube like i said and that's it sam take it away Yep,
2: guys, thanks for hanging out. And remember we'll be back in two weeks. Till we talk to you next time. And remember, life short, live free, God bless. God bless America.
1: Mike Hansen, you have a terrible time. Chase. <laughs>
0: See ya, <you>, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>